I'm Brett McGarry. I'm Jeff Braun. We are the Couch Potatoes. And this week, it's Christmas with the Couch Potatoes. We'll look at our all-time favorite Christmas movies and TV specials. We'll also sneak something extra into your stocking, a review of Aquaman. But let's begin with Dr. Seuss. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. That is the voice of Thurl Ravenscroft, a.k.a. Tony the Tiger, singing the unforgettable theme from the 1966 Dr. Seuss classic How the Grinch Stole Christmas, narrated and voiced by Boris Karloff. The show focuses on how every year the Grinch sits above his mountaintop, watching as all the Who's in Whoville get ready for Christmas and eventually gather in town and sing, and he's sick of the routine. But whatever the reason, his heart or his shoes, he stood there on Christmas Eve, hating the Who's. Staring down from his cave with a sour, grinchy frown at the warm, lighted windows below in their town. For he knew every Who down in Whoville beneath was busy now, hanging a holly Who wreath. And they're hanging their stockings. He snarled with a sneer. Tomorrow is Christmas. It's practically here. He hatches a plot to ruin it all by stealing everything in town that is related to Christmas. All the presents, all the decorations, all gone. In 2000, it was turned into a live-action movie directed by Ron Howard and starring Jim Carrey. You're the, 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 the Grinch. The movie was okay, but the TV show is much better, where eventually the Grinch realizes what it's all about and becomes a new Grinch, but not before all sorts of dastardly, Grinch-tastic fun. Then he growled with his Grinch fingers, nervously drumming. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Speaking of things that are Grinchy, Seinfeld usually pretty much just ignored Christmas. I don't really celebrate Christmas. I, um, I celebrate Festivus. Yep, the show invented its own holiday, an alternative to Christmas, thunk up by Frank Costanza. Many Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son. I reached for the last one they had, but so did another man. As I rained blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way. What happened to the dog? It was destroyed. But out of that, a new holiday was born. A Festivus for the rest of us. And there were some weird details to Festivus. And instead of a tree, didn't your father put up an aluminum pole? Oh, yeah. Stop it. That weren't the feats of strength that always ended up with you crying. And there were even more weird details. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're gonna hear about it. The scary part is that Festivus isn't even fake. Oh, no, sir. Festivus is all too real. It's a real thing that happened to the writer of the episode when he was a kid. George, Festivus is your heritage. It's part of who you are. That's why I hate it. And thanks to Seinfeld, you can usually find a Festivus-themed party not too far away sometime in December. Until you pin me, George, Festivus is not over. Oh, please, someone stop this. Let's rumble! Here's another Christmas TV special that stars the Muppets. Guys, this is the best idea we've had in years. 
Christmas at my mother's farm. Sounds great, Fozzie, but don't you think we should have called your mother to let her know we were coming? Oh, how little you understand bears, Kermit. My mother loves surprises. Good thing she's in for beauty. Surprise, surprise! First aired in 1987, A Muppet Family Christmas was the first and only show involving players from the entire Muppet family. That includes The Muppet Show, Sesame Street, Fraggle Rock, and the Muppet Babies, who appear in puppet form rather than their usual cartoon selves. They all converge at Fozzie Bear's mom's place in the country. Now, unfortunately, I haven't seen this on television for a long time, but you can find a Muppet Family Christmas on YouTube. Oh, you mean you're here to cook the Christmas turkey for all Yeah, yeah. Let's go to the kitchen. Let's move on and look at another classic. Boy, are you stupid, Charlie Brown. What kind of a tree is that? You are supposed to get a good tree. Can't you even tell a good tree from a poor tree? I told you he'd goof it up. He's not the kind you can depend on to do anything right. You're hopeless, Charlie Brown. Completely hopeless. Rats! A Charlie Brown Christmas. First aired in 1965, this classic cartoon focuses on, on Charlie Brown and how he's all bummed out at Christmas time as he fails to understand what it's all about due to its increased commercialization, which remains a completely relevant theme. He's made the director of the school's Christmas production, but loses that job, and then they send him out to get a big fancy Christmas tree, but he buys the puniest one on the lot. Eventually, Linus straightens him out, and in doing so, helps everyone regain their holiday spirit. Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown! I'm Brett, he's Jeff, we are the Couch Potatoes. It's Christmas with the Couch Potatoes. We're looking at some of our favorite television, specials, and movies for the holidays. Now here's one from Disney. Money, money, money. Merry Christmas! And a Merry Christmas to you, Master Fred. Ah, humbug. Merry Christmas, Uncle What's so merry about it? I'll tell you what Christmas is. It's just another work day, and any jackanapes who thinks else should be boiled in his own pudding. Mickey's Christmas Carol, the great Disney interpretation of the Charles Dickens classic starring Scrooge McDuck as Ebenezer Scrooge, Mickey Mouse as Bob Cratchit, Donald Duck as Scrooge's nephew Fred, and Goofy as Jacob Marley. Scrooge, don't you recognize me? I was your partner, Jacob Marley. Marley, it is you. Ebenezer, remember when I was alive, I robbed the widows and swindled the poor? Yes, and all in the same day. Oh, you had class, Jacob. <laughs> yep. Uh, no, no, I was wrong. There's also Jiminy Cricket as the ghost of Christmas past, Willie the Giant as the ghost of Christmas present, Black Pete as the ghost of Christmas future, and the list goes on with a whole bunch of flagship Disney characters. This one originally appeared as an audio version only called Disney's A Christmas Carol and was turned into a full-blown Oscar-nominated animated short film in 1983. It first aired on television in 1984. First. Watch out for that fast! Whoa. 
And now for something decidedly un-Disney. Hey, you know what? Do you guys think it's too late to get a Christmas tree? Yeah, dude, way too late. Yeah, I don't care for fir trees anyway. What's wrong with them? I don't like the smell. Yeah, plus they're a fire hazard. There's all that sap. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna get a tree, why not get a tree that does something? Like an know? orange tree or yeah. something. Yeah. Where are you gonna find an orange tree in Philadelphia? You know what you could do? You get a bag of oranges. Dude, now you're thinking. And do what? Hang them in the bar? No, bro, it'd be awesome. We take the oranges, we give them to each other as gifts. That's a terrible gift. I don't want it. I love it when things that don't seem Christmassy at all go for it and pull it off. Enter It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Their Christmas special is called A Very Sunny Christmas. And in a very memorable scene, which I dare not describe, Charlie's visit with the mall Santa turns it into an instant classic. A Very Sunny Christmas also features one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen, a hot, sweaty, naked Danny DeVito emerging from the upholstery of a leather couch that he had previously sealed himself inside in order to spy on someone. Why are you uh, naked? Uh, air, hot, leather, couch, too hot. Uh. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy holidays indeed. Wow. And of course, the clueless gang from Philly gets on everyone's bad side, even when their intentions are good. All right, here we go. Hmm? Mm. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. Doing. It's four o'clock in the morning. Hey, shut up! All right, well, let's go back to something from Disney now that's a bit more family friendly. Open, hangar door. Cue Rosebud. Reindeer, ready to roll. We are go for launch. Dash away. Oh. Before the big guy takes off. <laughs> He gets a little help from his friends. I'm part of Prep and Landing, an elite unit of elves getting houses ready for the big guy's arrival. Our mission statement, get in, get out, never be noticed. From Disney, it's a show called Prep and Landing. It debuted in 2009, and believe it or not, it was Disney's first ever made-for-TV animated special for the holidays. As you heard... This one follows elite elves who go to the houses of good little boys and good little girls before Santa arrives, and they get everything ready for him. Dave Foley of the Kids in the Hall is the voice of one of these elves. The name's Wayne. Call sign, Little Drummer Boy. And I've been doing this a long time. (laughs) A really long time. And he thought he was going to get a promotion, but he doesn't. Feeling sorry for himself, Wayne almost single-handedly ruins Christmas for everybody. Prep and Landing is fun, smart, and extremely heartwarming. And we get to meet a big, beefy new reindeer, Thrasher. Thrasher? Thrasher the reindeer? Oh, oh, there he is! Great Garland! I heard Dasher had a cousin, but I always thought you were a myth! I am a myth. What? Tell anyone I exist. And you won't exist. In fact, uh, Jeff used the words instant classic. Those were the words that also came to mind when I first watched this. I love it. And so do Dasher and Dancer. How are we going to make it through all this snow? Laughing all the way, my friend. Laughing all the way. And it was a big enough success that Disney decided to follow it up in 2011 with Prep and Landing Naughty versus Nice, which is also a lot of fun. And now they run them back to back every year. And now I'm here to save Christmas. Jingle bang! 
That was Rob Riggle, by the way. We'll do one more television show next on Christmas with the Couch Potatoes. It is Christmas with the Couch Potatoes. I'm Brett, he's Jeff. We are looking at our favorite Christmas movies and TV specials of all time. One more from television, and it is the longest standing Christmas tradition on television. got a shiny nose. Sh sh shiny? I'd even say it glow. Well, we'll simply have to overlook it. Now how can you overlook that? His beak blinks like a blinking beacon. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the stop-motion animated classic, first aired in 1964, and it is the longest-running annual special on TV. Narrated and sung by Burl Ives, it tells the story of Rudolph and his shiny red nose, not allowed to join in any reindeer games, shunned by the community, including Santa Claus himself. He eventually runs away and joins his fellow misfit, Hermie the Elf. I'd like to be a... Uh... A dentist. A dentist? Could have thought the North Pole was full of anti-dentites. Anyway, they run away together, where they eventually find the prospector, Yukon Cornelius. Silver and gold! Wahoo! <laughs> Nothing. And together they tangle with the abominable snowman, then find themselves on the island of misfit toys before finally heading back, and Rudolph is brought in to save the day. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It spawned several stop-motion sequels, but the original Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, as corny and dated as it is, will always be the best one. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, you go down in Let's move to our favorite Christmas movies of all time now, and we'll start with National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Well, I, I don't know what to say, except it's Christmas, and we're all in misery. Christmas Vacation has two of my all-time favorite movie lines. First, there's this. Hey, Griswold, where do you think you're going to put a tree that big? Bend over, and I'll show you. Kudos, Chevy Chase. That was a good one. And then this one from bonafide crazy person Randy Quaid as he empties the septic tank from his RV into the sewer. Sure is full. Ah, yeah. You checked our shitters, honey? Clark, please. And of course, Chevy has one of the greatest freakouts of all time. We're going to press on and we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny and K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney tonight, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of this side of the nut house. Just wanted to quickly mention something here as well that's not one of our all-time favorites, but it is recent. It's The Christmas Chronicles. Santa Claus? Live and in person. One night only. Can you go ho, ho, ho? I don't go ho, ho, ho. That's a myth. Christmas movie that debuted on Netflix November 22nd. Kurt Russell plays a jive-talking, straight-shooting Santa Claus. Jeff, did you watch this? I did watch it. I mostly enjoyed it, too. It's still, I think it's the Netflix of it all where it's like, oh, is this a TV movie or a real movie? Yeah. Because I, I think if I would have paid 
14 bucks to see it, I would have been upset. Yes. But I, I thought it was, it was fun for what it was. I thought the, I actually thought the kids in it were good. Yep. That's usually not the case with any movie. Uh, little Steven from the E Street Band, Bruce Springsteen's man. He's uh, playing guitar in jail there with him. I enjoyed that a great deal. I don't know why, but I, I, knew thought, you would. I thought it was a lot of fun. I knew you would. Yeah. And I liked uh, the fact that it had a surprisingly really good visual effects. Yeah. Uh, you're right. Had I gone to see this in a movie theater, I would have been upset. But for what's essentially a throwaway Netflix movie uh, with Kurt Russell. I mean, Kurt Russell's great and everything. And I kind of liked his take on Santa where he was sort of no nonsense, but he still had this genuine kindness yeah. in him. He was still, yeah, under everything. And you, you could see it coming too. And you'd like, well, he seems really mad, but he's Santa. So there's, it's going to be all right, you know? Yeah. So if you haven't seen that, check it out. Something new for 2018. And up next, we'll continue counting down our favorite Christmas TV specials and movies of all time, and we'll get a review of Aquaman. This is Christmas with the Couch Potatoes. It's Christmas with the Couch Potatoes. I'm Brett, he's Jeff. We are looking at our favorite Christmas movies and TV specials of all time. We're on to the movies now. We just mentioned Christmas Vacation, if you're just tuning in. And this next one helped to make Will Ferrell a star. Hey. Your costume is pretty. Oh, it's not a costume. I'm an elf. Oh. Well, technically I'm a human, but I was raised by elves. New Line Cinema presents the story of one elf who's coming home for Christmas. Elf, the story of Buddy the Elf. Although Buddy, as you heard, is not an elf, he is a human being who was raised as an elf. And when he hits adulthood, he is sent to New York to find his real dad, and he gets a job in a department store as an elf. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. I know him. Farrell's childlike innocence and purity shines through in equally tender and hilarious ways, making Elf a great Christmas movie, and it also has a solid supporting cast. That's Zoe Deschanel's voice in the background. James Caan plays his dad. Bob Newhart plays his adopted dad in the North Pole. And the movie also stars Peter Dinklage in a great cameo from Game of Thrones. He is the author of a particular children's book, and they have a hilarious fight. It's just a great Christmas film. I'm singing! I'm in a store and I'm singing. I'm in a store and I'm singing. Hey! There's no singing in the North Pole. Yes, there is. No, it's not. We sing all the time. No, it's not. Especially when we make toys. Billy Bob Thornton's performance in Bad Santa is one of my very favorite things about Christmas. If I'd known I was going to have to put up with a bunch of screaming brats on my lap for 30 days out of the year, I would have killed myself a long time ago. Come to think of it, I still might. Bad Santa is a drunk, a thief, who's got plans to rob the department store he works at, and he makes the Grinch and Ebenezer Scrooge look like saints. I'm on my f***ing lunch break, okay? Are you insane? The management's gonna hear about this. Think that's a threat? If you think you can make my f***ing life any worse, you go right ahead. Be my f***ing guest. Take a shot. And if Billy Bob wasn't funny enough, there's also the loopy kid, his sidekick, Thurman Merman. You are really Santa, right? No, I'm an accountant. I wear this f***ing thing as a fashion statement, all right? <laughs> okay. Marcus, get this kid out of here. He's freaking me out. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, while we're on uh, miserable comics, Santa Claus or Christmas movies, I don't know about you, but when I think of Christmas, I think of Dennis Leary. Who are you f***ing people? Caroline and Lloyd Chesser. What's your name? F*** you, that's my name. Sometimes it takes an angry home invader with a gun to make a family find the meaning of Christmas. And that's what Leary does for Kevin Spacey and Judy Davis in The Ref. Let's get one thing straight, okay? From now on, the only person who yells is me. Why? Because I have a gun, okay? People with guns can do whatever they want. Married people without guns, for instance, you. Mm -hmm. Do not get to yell. Why? No guns. No guns. No yelling. See? Simple little equation. He's a thief on the run who has taken them hostage, and the law is on his tail. Luckily, they're small-town movie cops, which means they're dumb. Lieutenant, I uh, found this mask uh, with a weird smell. Urine. Oh, thank God. Phil thought it might be semen. Phil needs to talk to a therapist. And, of course, there's a drunken Santa Claus. Wait, you pulling a gun on me? I'm not afraid of you. Just calm down. All right. You think you're gonna take me? I'm Santa Claus. Ah! Great. I just beat up Santa Claus. When we're on the subject of all-time classic Christmas movies, It's a Wonderful Life always tends to lead that charge. But for me, it's this one. Be off with you. A Christmas Carol, the 1951 version starring Alistair Sim in the role of Ebenezer Scrooge. Why do you doubt your senses? Because a little thing affects them. A slight disorder of the stomach makes them cheat. You, you might be an undigested bit of beef. <laughs> a piece of cheese. A fragment of an underdone potato. There's more of gravy than of grave in you. The Dickens story has been adapted countless times, but for me, this is the definitive edition courtesy of a masterful performance by Sim. Humbug! If you want a different take on Charles Dickens' classic of Ebenezer Scrooge, how about this one? I'm sorry, Mr. Cross, I am the censor, and I will not allow this costume on the air. Why not? Well, specifically, you can see her nipples. I want to see her nipples. But this is a Christmas show. Well, Charles Dickens would have wanted to see her nipples then. Bill Murray stars in Scrooged. You are going to be visited by three ghosts. Ooh, three ghosts. Three ghosts, Frank. This one from 1988 has Murray playing Frank Cross, a grumpy, overbearing TV executive who gets the Christmas Eve visit from the three ghosts. Expect the first one tomorrow at noon. God, tomorrow's bad for me, Lou. As a matter of fact, the whole rest of the week is a washout. Well, maybe we could have drinks, say, Thursday. You, me, the ghost, Trader Vicks around this four. No like joke, Frank! This is your last chance! All right. I could squeeze you in for a breakfast. Ah! And even yet another version of A Christmas Carol. This one is called The Night Before. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the borough, the children were snuggled. Their presents wrapped thorough. But this tale's not about presents, or Santa, or ponies. It's about three dudes, three bros, three ride-or-die homies. Look at you! 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 Look
Seth Rogen movies can be set at just about any time of year, including Christmas. Now, the night before is not your typical Christmas fair, but it's no less great. The three ride-or-die homies are Seth Rogen, Anthony Mackie, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I have a present for you. We're going to the best Christmas party in New York City. So that gives us several hours to hit as many traditions as possible. To the end of an era. I think the cocaine and the mushrooms are reacting poorly. Are you going to be cool at this party? Cool Jeep. You look insane. Only your right eye is working. Do I look weird now? Yes, you look weird. Still weird. Weirder. He is not going to be cool at that party. The buddy comedy follows the three friends on Christmas Eve as they try to get to the big party and maybe use the Christmas spirit to bring them a little closer together. Along their journey, they hit a karaoke bar where they run into JGL's ex, Lizzie Kaplan, and her friend Mindy Kaling. You guys missed her singing Miley Cyrus. She destroyed Wrecking Ball. You still like that song. Everybody does. You can cry to it. You can run to it. Yeah. You can party to it. Timeless. I came in like the They also run into Michael Shannon, who steals the movie as an insane drug dealer who calls himself the weed dealer of Christmas past, present, and future in some hilarious scenes. Drunk Santa's a crazy limo driver, Miley Cyrus all show up as well, making the night before a night to remember. <laughs> Ooh, don't you dare throw up in here. Swallow it like a girl would. I need a barf bag. Barf bag. Barf bag. Is it still happening? It's still happening a little. Yeah. I came in like a Brett McGarry and Jeff Run, we are the Couch Potatoes. It's Christmas with the Couch Potatoes. We're counting down our favorite Christmas television specials and movies of all time. And here's another movie. I feel it in my fingers. In my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Feel it in my toes. Yeah. Love is all around. Oh, f- the sh- head and hole. <laughs> Start again. Christmas is all around me. Ah, that gets me every time. Love Actually, the 2003 comedy drama about the interwoven lives of eight different pairs of people as time ticks down to December 25th. It follows all things love. Romance, failed romance, lust, desire, temptation, family, friends, it's all there. As is Bill Nye, as you heard, playing an aging rocker trying to retool an old hit into a Christmas song. But wouldn't it be great? If number one this Christmas wasn't some smug teenager, but an old ex-heroin addict searching for a comeback at any price. I love love, actually. All I want for Christmas is you. Isn't that cute? Our next one on the big Christmas list is a classic you have surely seen before. Remember that kid we saw the other day? He lives here. Well, if the kid's there, the parents got to be. He's home alone. And there's the name of the movie, Home Alone, the 1990 film starring Macaulay Culkin as Kevin McAllister, the kid who gets left behind when the family takes a Christmas vacation, and he loves it. I made my family disappear. There are 15 people in this house, and you're the only one who has to make trouble. I made my family disappear. But as you heard in that first clip, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, the wet bandits, are after his house, so Kevin fights back. This is my house. I have to defend it. 
Kevin booby traps the entire home, and the slapstick chaos that ensues is priceless. It's too late for you, kid. We're already in the house. We're gonna get you. Okay, come and get me. Oh! <laughs> A theatrical sequel was spawned, plus two more straight-to-video sequels, but nothing tops the original. He's only a kid, Harry. We can take him. Ah, oh, shut up, will ya? Ooh. What is it? You're missing some teeth. Where? That's my gold tooth. My gold tooth. I'll kill him! I'll kill him! And here's one that's just simply a stone-cold classic. It's called A Christmas Story. Ah, fragile. It must be Italian. Well, I think that says fragile, honey. Okay. There are so many good parts to A Christmas Story, Brett. My head just spins. You've seen it. You love it. Here are some, just some. We don't have time for all of the best parts. I triple dog dare you. You'll shoot your eye up. You'll shoot your eye up. Not a finger. Oh. Fudge. You shot he looks like a deranged Easter bunny. <laughs> Doesn't know. He does too. He looks like a pink nightmare. Oh my god, I shot my eye out. Ho, ho, ho. And up next, we're going to tell you what our two favorite Christmas movies of all time are on Christmas with the Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to Christmas with the Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff, he's Brett. We've only got two more movies on our favorite Christmas movie list, and our second favorite will probably tip you off to our favorite. Another basement, another elevator. Look at the same happen to the same guy twice. It's Die Hard 2, Die Harder. What's this about? Oh, just a feeling I have. Ouch. When you get those feelings, insurance companies start to go bankrupt. John McClane has had some rough Christmases, including one at an airport in Washington during a snowstorm. You're the wrong guy in the wrong place at the wrong time. Story of my life. The Die Hard movies are often on television at Christmas time, and if you want a good laugh, try to find Die Hard 2 on a channel that edits it for language, because the guy doing Bruce Willis' voice isn't even close. Hey, McLean, I got a first-class unit here, SWAT team and all. We don't need any Monday morning quarterbacks. Hey, forget Monday morning. My wife's on one of those damn planes these guys are fooling with. That puts me on the playing field. And if you'd have moved your fat feet when I told you to, we wouldn't be hit deep in snow. Oh, we are just up to our neck in terrorists again, John. You're not such a rascal after all. No, you were right. Just your kind of rascal. Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. Die Hard 2. <laughs> wow. And uh, finally, our favorite Christmas movie of all time. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho. Nothing says Christmas like a machine gun. It's the 1988 action movie Die Hard. Bruce Willis stars as New York cop John McClane, who heads to Los Angeles for Christmas to see the ex and the kids, but wouldn't you know it when he goes to the ex's office building, it gets taken over by terrorists, and he's the only one who can stop them. You have me at a loss. You know my name, but who are you? Just another American who saw too many movies as a child. Another orphan of a bankrupt cult.
Belcher, who thinks he's John Wayne, Rambo, Marshal Dillon. I was always kind of partial to Roy Rogers, actually. I really like those sequined shirts. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, mother... It is the movie that made Bruce Willis a megastar, but it also had one of the best bad guys ever, Alan Rickman as Hans Gruber. Mr. Takagi. I could talk about industrialization and men's fashions all day, but I'm afraid work must intrude, and my associate Theo has some questions for you. And just because it's a violent action movie doesn't mean it can't be enjoyed at Christmas time. Best action movie ever, best Christmas movie ever, Die Hard. Welcome to the party, pal! Okay, before we go, we just gotta sneak this in because we both just saw it. Aquaman! I've been looking for you. Brother King Orm is about to declare war upon the surface world. The only way to stop this war is for you to take your rightful place as king. Trust me, I am no king. You do your best thinking when you're not thinking at all. That was the worst pet talk ever. What'd you think of Aquaman? Oh, I thought it was very silly. It was mostly entertaining, though. I, I, I didn't mind my trip to the theater, but it wasn't a great movie by any stretch of imagination. But it was more fun than a lot of these DC movies are, so I will give it that. It was super fun. It was definitely too bloated. It was well over two hours. I think they could have cut at least a half hour off of it. It just kept going. Yeah. It had this like insane underwater underwater battle at the end, which was cool, but I was kind of exhausted at that <laughs> yeah. point. And then, and by that point, it's just like uh, we're just watching CG stuff fight other CG stuff. Like, get on with it already. You know what I mean? Very imaginative, though. Like, I was neat to see all the underwater stuff. I didn't think they could pull it off. I didn't yeah. think they could make an Aquaman movie and have Great. it be fun. But it was fun. And I, regardless of how silly it was, I still enjoyed my time with the movies. So. Turned me on to a new Roy Orbison song I don't think I'd heard before. So there was that too. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, that's all the time we have for this week. But next week, our favorite movies of 2018. I'm Brett. He's Jeff. We are the Couch Potatoes. Make sure you get the podcast wherever you get podcasts if you're not listening to this on podcast right now. And remember, if it requires getting up off the couch, don't bother. Don't <laughs> bother.